Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Imagine the dusty streets of an old west cowboy town. Two men, topped with well-worn cowboy hats, stare down the street at each other. The conflict has been building, and it's all built to this single moment. Everyone that's there that day can feel their hearts beating strongly within their chest. Then suddenly the word draw is shouted into the air. Both men's hands drop to their holsters. Everything seems to move in slow motion. One man draws out his pistol and puts his finger upon the trigger. The other man's hand makes it to his holster only to find it empty. His hand grasps air and terror strikes his heart only shortly before his foe's bullet makes its way there as well. You see, warring without a weapon is the absolute surest way to lose the battle. The modern soldier without his firearm is in great danger. The warrior of old without his sword is easy prey. And today we are reminded that the Christian without the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, is indeed easy picking for the devil. Just think about how many Christians in our day and age are embracing ideas that are clearly in contradiction to what God's Word teaches. Look how many are fooled by arguments being laid out by people who don't even believe in the Bible. Everywhere we look, it seems that the Christians are being outwitted in the scriptures by the atheists. Some days I think Satan must just be giddy about how easy it is for him to be able to defeat his enemies. Why is it so easy for him? You know, Satan's strategy hasn't changed after all. But it is very easy for him, perhaps in our day in many cases, because so many Christians are going to war without a weapon. Their holsters are found empty when temptation comes. They, quite frankly, simply do not know the word of God. And they do not know how to use it against the attacks of the evil one as he wages war. Oh yes, Satan's strategy is still the same as it was in the beginning. He is still very crafty, and his main weapon is still deceit. He sends someone out to speak a word which sounds, upon the initial hearing, almost like it must be true. But all too often, Christians and others alike end up falling to the ground in defeat because they simply don't know the scriptures well enough to tell if that statement is true or is not true. Many are deceived and buy into lies 
because they simply don't have the weapon with them. Satan has always been good at tricking people by saying something very close to the truth. Of course, we remember back in the Garden of Eden when he said to Eve, did God really say that you could not eat of any trees in the garden? Well, now that sounded close to the truth that God had spoken, but was a deception through and through. It sounded close to the word of God, but it was nothing more than a law. And that deception, well, it brought down the very perfection of God that he had created in the garden. In our epistle reading for today, we are told to put on the full armor of God. And as we read through this passage, we must understand that in order to put this armor on, we must be daily in the word. For you see, each of the things that we are called to place upon ourselves in order to go into battle with the devil are things we only find in the scriptures. It is in the Bible that we find the truth with which we are to put or, or excuse me, which we are to put around our waist as a belt. There we learn of the righteousness that we have in Christ that we are to wear as our breastplate. There it is that we find the gospel of peace, which is to give us readiness to move into action as we read about the work of Christ on the cross and at the empty tomb. And the shield of faith that is to be in our hand in order to extinguish every fiery arrow of the evil one, well, that is certainly given to us each time we read the scriptures and the Spirit goes to work. The salvation that is to crown our head is taught throughout the scriptures and is given again to us as we hear read, and believe in them. And that sword, that sword that we are to wield against the devil, well, Paul says that sword is the very word of God. It is the word of God that we are to wield against the devil. Do not be deceived, child of God. You are at war. The Spirit, through Paul, makes that clear again today in our epistle reading. He says that our war ultimately, though, is not with flesh and blood. It's not with other humans that are around us. But ultimately, our war is against the spiritual forces in the heavenly places. Our war is against Satan and against those who war with him. You are not at war because you chose to go to war. You're not at war because you sought to find the devil and declare war on him. Much to the contrary, you are at war because the devil loves to war against the children of God. He is the one who has declared war. So the question is not whether or not you'll be at war. The question is whether or not you're carrying a weapon into that war. Do you know how to use that weapon? Will that weapon be used to bring victory? Do you know the word? Do you have it stored up in your mind? Do you treasure it in your heart? Are you skilled at using that word against the attack of the evil one? If not, why not? You know, we could say in times past that there were Christians who lived who did not have ready access 
to the word of God. But we certainly can't say that of ourselves. I suppose if I went into most of your homes and searched through all the boxes and everything, I'd find that most of you have 10 or 15 copies at least of the Bible in your home. And if you're not a book person, if you're too modern for books, we can access the Word on the Internet, we can listen to it as an audio book, we can watch it as a video presentation. Now, it truthfully can be said that Americans living this day and in this day and age have more access to the Word of God than there has ever been at any other point in the history of the world. But why is it then, with such unparalleled access, that we don't see such unparalleled use of God's word? Well, perhaps it is that the enemy has lulled us into thinking that we're not really at war. After all, we don't wake up in the morning and actually see bands of demons outside of our homes. And so it can be very easy to begin to think that there is no real war, and therefore we need not take seriously the weapon we have been given to fight, up, fight it. Indeed, most of us probably treat the word of God at times much more like a museum artifact than we do a weapon to be used each day. Yes, we, as God's people, need to know the word. And yet, all too often, we find ourselves so busy that our knowledge sometimes, I think, grows less day by day rather than growing more and more. Yes, we are at war. We are at war because Satan declared war all the way back in that Garden of Eden and has never once defeated, or excuse me, has never once admitted defeat or called a truce. He goes to war every day, and he goes with great vigor. He uses every weapon he can find at his disposal. He uses the desires of our flesh. He uses his deceptive word. He uses people who are under his influence. And when Christians aren't picking up the sword of the Spirit to use, the devil has proved that at times he'll even take up the sword of the Spirit and try to slay Christians with it. Think about how he tempted Jesus with the very word of God. Know this, Christians. Going into battle without a weapon is the surest way to lose that battle. The modern soldier is indeed in grave danger if he does not have his firearm. The warrior of old is easy picking for his enemy if he does not have his sword. And the Christian going out into our world so full of lies and deceptions is easy picking for the devil if he or she does not carry with him at all times the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Today we all need to admit that we do not always take the word of God and treasure it as we should. Oh, I would suppose within this congregation there's large amounts of differences upon how much people are in the word of God. But we all could be in the word more. That is what we share in common. 
is that we all should be giving more attention to that word of God. Yes, we must go back to making a priority of reading the word, of hearing the word, of studying it, of praying it. We must do this with individuals, and we must do it with our families. Parents, it's time to engage your children day after day with the word. Spouses, it's time to talk about the word over the dinner table. Youth, it's time to learn the word and to seek out counsel regarding it. As that one old prayer we often pray says, it's time to read, to mark, to learn, and to inwardly digest the word of God. Oh yes, the devil is defeated. We know who will win in the end. For we know that Jesus has already said it is finished and has won the victory at Calvary and at that empty tomb. And that is great news. And in fact, it is the news that encourages us to be able to go out with great courage and bravery into the battle that Satan wars against us each day. For we go knowing that we are on the winning side. We know that the battle continues to go, but that in the end, we will stand with Jesus, the victor. But the fact that we know who wins the battle does not mean that the battle does not exist. And it certainly doesn't mean that the devil has given up. In fact, the scriptures kind of show Satan getting more and more vigorous in his attacks the longer and longer time has gone on since the crucifixion and since Easter morning. The battle is real. And therefore, our need to know the word of God, to wield that sword of the Spirit, is indeed very real as well. Today, we must return to God. We must admit that we have not treasured his word as we should. And as we do that, God will forgive us of our sins, he will even forgive us for those times when we have failed to open up our ears to his life-giving word. He will bring us again this day before Jesus, the victor. And Jesus will share with us his victory over sin, death, and yes, the devil. He washes away our sins and he gives us his victorious righteousness. And then he sends us out. He sends us out this day in order that we might stand firm until the end. And so long as we are on Jesus' side and carry the sword that he gives to us, there's no doubt who will win. May we treasure the victory that we have in Jesus and may we treasure the word that he has given to us in order to fight in this battle each day. When the people that put together our last hymnal were going about the process of laying out which hymn would go where, they came to realize that because of how they had laid out this particular hymnal, there would for the first time in a Lutheran hymnal be a hymn 666, which is often associated with Satan. And so those who are putting it together, rather than fearing that number or deciding to skip it, decided to stick it right to Satan. 
they put that hymn which we just sang right there, 666, which then it says, O little flock, fear not the foe. You see, we need not fear the devil. So long as we are with Christ, so long as he is the one giving us victory. We go forward without fear, knowing that in our hand is the sword of the Spirit, the word of God. Amen.